Hey guys, this is episode number 66 of Soul Gab with Ash and Jazz. This is Ash. And this is Jazz. And boy, do I got a couple of topics that I wanted to touch base. One of them is really relevant, considering how Ash had put me on to this. Um, it's the first topic of discussion. Well, not, no, actually, no, I take that back. That's not going to be the first topic of discussion. Um, <laughs> the Fire the Fire Festival shit. That was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. But in any case, um, I actually wanted to to discuss this first thing. I guess we can call this episode the this week's randables. Um there was an interesting article that I came across on sciencedaily uh dot com, which is like according to the website, your search your source for the latest research news. Um, so this came out of the University of Pittsburgh and it was published yesterday. And the topic goes negative experiences on social media tied to higher odds of feeling lonely. So just to give a full backdrop, because I don't want to like bore you guys with the whole uh, article, but essentially it reads like this. Positive interactions on social media are not making young adults feel more connected, whereas negative experiences increases the likelihood of them reporting loneliness. Scientists. University of Pittsburgh Center for Research on Media Technology and Health. So according to the article, it says that social media is seemingly about connecting people. So it is a interesting that our investigations reveal social media being linked to loneliness, uh, says the lead author. Uh, perceived social isolation a synonym for loneliness is associated with poor health outcomes such as high blood pressure, heart disease, and depression. Because social media is so it is critically important that we better understand why this ha- why is this happening and how we can help people navigate social media without as many negative consequences. Now, the question to this outside of the article is, how does one navigate social media outlets without a few ads per se or a few posts from a few followers who maybe had a bad day and decided to post something in their feelings and totally ignore the negative vibes if it's like scrolling on your feed you unfollow and move on that's one option but suppose it's like one of those that you're you know you're connected to on some kind of level and and like i said they just having that one bad day is not something that they do consistently but on this particular day perhaps maybe it triggers something within you too it's like that it's almost like an unbordable unique instance but it really it's those type of negative identifiers per se that perhaps maybe that's uh why there's so much triggers on that you know what i'm saying because it's not just that that one particular post there can be many on any given moment and that's something that you can't control likewise if you're like you can control it because you can control who you're following but the question is, what about those who perhaps go on the explore page and stuff like that, or just mindlessly wandering on the hashtag? Because, you know, now there's the option of following specific hashtags, but not every hashtag. That's just more, it comes more on you then, because it's like you have to know how to manage that. Like, there's always going to be negative stuff out there. It's just more about how you navigate that emotionally. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I got. I remember I had this one friend that. You see, for me, because I social media is like my outlet to for my brand and stuff like that. I don't take it on a deep emotional connection because it's just such a social media is just such a clinical type of device anyways I mean hell the phone is it's just so clinical when it comes to communication anyways so I'm not really one to be like like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna associate or link my sense of emotional awareness and a friend that he did like that was his outlet of expression that made him feel connected in some kind of weird way it was like the like the very severe case of introvertedness linked with other with another mental disease and that was like like he flat out told me like I can't I don't know how to log off I just can't log off and while that's a scary idea there are people out there that do do feel like that that's their source of happiness like that's their source of feeling LinkedIn and associating with people online. And it doesn't really matter if they're strangers or what have you, but because they develop that emotional connection to perhaps their feed. I don't know. It's just something to think about. You know, how, where are we? That's the question. Like, I know, Ash, you're, you're very much aware you know, intellectually and stuff like that and emotionally, but there are people out there that that do develop that sense of emotional connection to something that, that just seems so superficial to maybe somebody else. But um but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. And speaking of negative ex went through one hell of a I don't know what the fuck just happened kind of experience. So, what was that? Oh my God. So, okay. For, I could say, I could sit here and say that this didn't get underneath my skin, but it did. And I'm going to be flat out honest. And the reason being is because I realized even at this day of age, and as far advanced as we claim to be, as far as civilization and evolution, racism is not going to go away. It's just not. We can ignore it. We can say it doesn't exist. But time. What races people in my life growing up, especially when I moved from New York, the city of New York, city of diversity and everything, and all these multicultures. So for me, growing up in New York, it was the quintessential melting pot. We never saw, we were highly, as kids, we were highly aware of our cultural differences, but we never looked at each other based off of that. It was never like that. And um, if anything, that's how, that's where I learned a lot about appreciating cultures and appreciating other people and what they brought, their customs, their beliefs, and showing respect. That's the type of community that I grew up in. Now, when I came to Florida, <laughs> back in the 90s, Florida was still, was still under that Confederacy mindset that, unfortunately, 
it was something that we were taught that we knew it was going to happen. It was going to be one of those things where we just run into a few people that just flat out wasn't going to like you. Mm-hmm. We didn't care. We, I mean, it's not that we didn't ignore it, but we didn't give it attention, nor did we give it power. So we just, whatever. So anyways, right? So Sunday night or Monday night. Now, Sunday night, I think I posted the last picture and then I posted something today. And, you know, I've been, the past couple months, I've been really busy busy working on uh, my YouTube channel, busy trying to get that going and working on my website, working on this, um, working on stuff behind the scenes that I don't feel relevant to talk about because it's not like it's, it's not like I want any clout, you know, nor do, nor do I really want to like even still in this baby stages right now. So like, I really don't want to like, Say, oh, boom, I'm doing this. I'm doing all this shit. Point blank, sir. I mean, point. I'm working a lot. And in addition, I work my day job. And, you know, I'm still writing for my book. And I'm trying to get that published and trying to get that going. So it's a whole bunch of shit. I can't answer everybody's fucking messages all the time. (laughs) Now, I'm not getting mad at saying that I don't appreciate the messages and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the comments. The comments are cool. Like, I, I, I really appreciate the comments and the feedback and stuff like that. But as far as DM, no. I don't do the whole relationship. I want to, like, date you and I want to do all these things. And No, I'm sorry. Instagram is not a place for romance, nor is it a dating app. I want to put that out there from my perspective. No, every, if not, other people feel that way then that's fine. Do you. But me, I'm building a brand. And I can't, right now, to be honest, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to say it from an egotistical standpoint, but I can't be fucked with right now. Like, I just can't. And this guy got underneath my skin because my perception, and this is the real fucked up part about it too, because here we are having discussions about spirituality and growing ourselves from a, a personal perspective and coming out of those dark places that we've been in especially in narcissistic uh, right. places and then I'm thinking in my mind okay this is somebody that's interested in connecting with me trying to learn from me because he's into the whole spiritual wisdom shit so I'm just like alright cool like I'm fine with that whatever so I swear I only chatted with him one time on the direct messages. And this is going to be my last time. I swear to God, this is going to be my last time I'm ever going to chat with anybody on the DM. Everybody's just going to have to start emailing me now because I, I, I just can't take it. This particular fellow, he came on there and I knew it was highly suspect because the red flags were going off. So that's why I only communicated with him with one message and that was it. Following that message... I get his phone number. I get his, where he lives, where he works. Scary shit, okay? That you should not be telling a stranger online. That's one. Then he sends me another message. Now, the only reason why I can, I know these messages is because I get notifications and notifications show me the full message when I get them. 
So I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, why is he telling me all these things? So here I am, you know, I'm just minding my business and I'm just going along with my posting and stuff like that. All, you know, all the articles and, and that I'm posting on the profile. A message probably like a couple of days later stating that, you know, he's he's like tired of meeting these girls and, you know, them not being serious on Instagram. He's like, I just want to connect with somebody who's, you know, a real life woman and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, then go on Bumble. <laughs> like in the back of my mind, that's all I'm thinking. Like, okay, go on a, I don't know, go on Plenty of Fish or something. Why Instagram? So, but that's besides the point. So in any case, so, he stops messaging me so I was like okay cool I was like fine now I mean he gets the point like this is what it is like if I if if I'm not reconnecting with you and the conversation went flat chances are I'm just not I'm not gonna talk to you and that's just that you know just take the L and and be polite and just keep it moving so he probably about like a couple weeks later went by okay so now i post this picture that i posted on sunday um well tell the listeners what it was just in case they didn't okay so i posted a picture of myself now it's a promo picture that i did and because i'm like reinventing the wheel here and so i wanted to make sure like that profile picture fits on all my my uh, channels so to speak so he goes and he leaves a comment probably like about maybe four or five hours later after I post the picture and he says are you okay so when I post so I'm like what the hell is he commenting that like what is that he like literally like the next minute or so he that goes to the DMs and sends me another message saying that, um, are you okay? Why are you not answering? Then the next thing was, um, yeah, I see you, I see you commenting on other, the N-word posts or something to the effect of, it was something along the lines like, yeah, you're quick to answer uh, like other N, the N-word. Um, comments that kind of a thing like trying to like uh, make it seem like I'm showing more attention to other to people of a certain race more than I am to to hit to him we're gonna put it that way to him because that's really what it is what's what's his what's his race or does that even okay the guy he is of He's he's a white guy. I mean, he's point blank. He's just a white guy. He's in Louisiana. Two and two together. Like, this is a classic South <laughs> Confederate racist redneck. Yeah. And that's what that is. Now, I hate to I hate to put, like, labels because of redneck and, and Confederate, but that's what it tells me. It just tells me that this is a, a Southern white that just flat out use the n-word and I was just like wow you fucking retard 
<laughs> that's all I kept thinking. I was like, you're just a fucking asshole. Like, how dare you use this platform to say a word that no one on this earth should be even using? And I don't know what that gave you the appeal or who gave you the actual audacity or who even gave you like like a, a fucking card for you to use that word just to associate it with the conversation at hand just because you're pissed because you're not getting any any fucking attention. So one or two things happened for me, right, at this point. Because now I'm at this spiritual journey. And now I kept thinking, it was like, Jazz, you know, if this was the old you, <laughs> flat out would have, like, tear his ass a new one. And I really did. I really wanted to, I really wanted to go into that dark place and just flat out, like, give it to him. But I knew that in my spirit, it wasn't allowing me to do that. It wasn't allowing me to do that for the simple fact because then I give power over to this fucking bastard because I, I'm essentially showing that he got under my skin. Like, it's like he won. And I wasn't going to give him that. I wasn't going to even give him the fucking pleasure. So I deleted his comment off of my picture. Because I don't, want, I, I don't want no fucking signature or comment, your presence, and none of my shit. That's one. Especially if you're coming off as a fucking racist. And then two... Um, I didn't want your fucking presence in nowhere of my feeds. So the minute he realized that I went and erased his comment, he followed up on the DM and said that I was weak. That, wow, <laughs> like, he's still in shock because I'm not even communicating with him. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Blocked. And that's how I handled the situation. Because I really wanted, I seriously, seriously wanted to, like, give it to him. Really, really wanted to. And I don't know, I'm at a loss. Because I feel as though the situation that we're in socially, and I hate, I don't want to even bring up the politic end of it, but it, it is. But I feel like this day and age that we're living in, I don't know, people like him feel like they have the platform now to say whatever it is they want to say and think that they could get away with it. That's the sad part. And that shit annoyed the hell out of me. It really did. So to all any other racist fuckers out there that are listening... I could say, you know, you could bury yourself and, and die and rot, but I don't want to because I don't want to, I don't want to carry any verbal karma or anything like that. But you really need to check yourself because there are consequences to every little thing, even if you didn't really meant it, even if you really just said it because you were angry because you wasn't getting what you wanted. There are verbal consequences for every little thing that you think of, every little thing that you say out of anger. So that's my rant. And that's my advice to anybody out there who's listening. Rather than go off the end because you're angry and pissed off, take a moment, take a breather before you say something that you're going to totally regret. Bottom line. 
damn it went quiet <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, I didn't want to go and like go off the rent but like my Sagittarius side like <laughs> my Sagittarius side I was I was really like heated boy I was so heated because it is I don't I think this is total injustice total injustice and we're so much better than that and it's not necessary it's really not because we as evolved as I want to say human beings are I don't see it that way (laughs) I really don't and this proved the point it really did and I, I really I really want to be optimistic, but that really proved the point. And yes, it's just that one person. But energetically wise, like you could already tell the dynamic. It's happening way too much and the shit gotta stop. That's just it. Nobody's better than the next person. We all gonna fucking die in the same hole. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Some of us gonna come back, some of us are not. That's just it. But that's my thoughts on it, and I'm keeping it to it, but boy, did that get me pissed. Well, you blocked, and that's really the only way to... Yeah, I mean, it, and that was the only way to resolve that situation, really. It's no communication at all. No communication, because yeah. it's not... It's, it's, I've gotten in so many well, discussions... nothing's gonna happen. Like, if you communicate, uh, yeah. like, they're not gonna... Nothing's gonna... Nothing good will happen. Exactly. So, and that was the one thing that... That uh, me and my friend, we got into a discussion about. Because I remember a long time ago... This was, like, way before this whole situation. He felt it was necessary to have this whole fucking argument with somebody he barely knew on social media. Because they couldn't... They couldn't come to an agreement about a post... And I was just like, are you serious? Like, I was sitting there watching him, like, going off, like, getting all angry, like, really flustered on his phone, typing out a comment because he was so livid. Like, he was just so pissed off and he felt like he needed to prove a point. So I told him, I was like, but to what end do you need to prove the point? Go over the person's head anyways. So you just block him. That's it. And if they block yeah. you, they did you a favor. Like, there's really nothing to it. Yeah. But, it, yeah. That, yeah. That definitely solved, it totally resolved that problem. Like, totally resolved that problem. But the whole racism, yeah, no. We're not doing that. Not today. <laughs> definitely not up in my space. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's my whole rant on that that matter. Um, to put it into a more, maybe put more light into another situation, this whole fire festival. Um, so I watched it. Because <laughs> I think in our discussion, the last episode, no, this was like post-production talk. I think you were telling me to watch watch the fire festival documentary on Netflix. So at first, when you sent it to me, when you when you told me about the text and stuff like that, I was totally not expecting that. Um, I had the impression that this was something about food. I don't know why. 
I don't know why. I I don't know. My brain was reading something else, and maybe perhaps I like cross reference um, another word and saw food in it. <laughs> maybe I was hungry. I don't know what it was, but but yeah, like I was. Well, I was really... also telling you about my energy balls, so that's probably why. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Which I still have to try. So, um, yeah. So me and my sister, we decided. I was like, "Yo, you want to see this this nef- uh, this documentary that Ash was telling me about?" She's like, "Okay, yeah, let's do this." So we ordered lunch, right? We ate in, and we're watching it, and I'm just so surprised because, okay, here's my thing about this though, this whole scenario, and why I think it worked. This was at the precipice of the influencer market, like being at that certain niche where it was producing like all these different types of luxurious lifestyles. And then there was like a whole bunch of festivals that were going on. Then Coachella was on and everybody was talking about, oh, I want to go to Coachella because that looks like so much fun. So I can see why this whole... uh debacle started but it's like anything else it's like it's still happening it's just like this whole big facade yeah and it was just like okay well to all the listeners out there if you haven't seen this you have to definitely check it out i mean we don't want to like go into too much details that can ruin the moment but spoiler alert but it is it's essentially about a music festival like the greatest party but it never happened so it was like (laughs) it was like this whole like like uh, this whole like what you said a whole facade of classy looking slow-mo pictures effects of being in the beach with all these models and everybody's popping bottles everybody looking cool and you know looking all chic and everything and but what really blowed my mind was the fact that it was coming down to the months and they still couldn't secure the island, the initial the initial island they were going for. Because it was all on a private island for all the listeners out there. It was all on a private island off of Bahamas. And well, Pablo Escobar's island. Right, but they fucked up because when they, spoiler alert, when they did the promo, the owner, the present owner of Pablo Escobar's island, uh, which is, I think, Norman's island or something like that, they weren't supposed to say Pablo Escobar or use his name in any of the promotional materials. The dumbass went and used his name and put it in bolded letters at the start of their promo video. So when someone caught wind, they kicked them off of that initial island. So now he had to go and search. Uh, And this was like months, like maybe like three or four months like before the actual event supposed to happen. He had to go yeah. on the search for another part of the island. And it wasn't even, it wasn't the other part of private. It wasn't even private, dude. It was like, it was, it was part walk. of the island. It was in Great Eczema. Okay, Great Eczema is like, it's like one bigger island. And it's not that much big like, like any of the other Bahamian islands. But it's big enough. And the way how they promo this shit was to make it seem as though 
it was on its own private island. That was the real fucked up part about it. Because when you see the actual blueprint, when they actually yeah. printed the pictures, I was just... How did they get away with this? Like, and the whole time... Well, and also the fact that they kept on making all those cabanas and all these things that they didn't even have. Yeah. Okay. And then, did you see the part where they were just like, they were advertising these different like cabanas and stuff like that, and also private houses. Private with houses. All these di- yeah. With all these different features, but they didn't even have the private houses yet. They didn't even have it secured. Yeah. So. But you know what I think is really sad is that people spent <coughs> all that money because it was like astronomical amounts of money yep. just to have that private house, but then it wasn't even real. Exactly. And then also they were like saying they're gonna have a private jet and they were like on an actual like just a regular plane. Oh my yeah. I, I think was okay, it's not funny, but it's really sad. Um when they were driving up from the coach bus, that like I guess the influencers that were invited to the island to you know talk about this whole experience. Well, they weren't even invited, they were like they paid for it. They were paid for it. I mean, they were they didn't pay. There were some people that, now, I don't know how many people, but there was a mention where they had paid for the tickets, paid for the quote-unquote accommodations for these specific group of influencers, and they paid for it for on, on their end. No, they didn't. I could have sworn, dude. I could have sworn there was a they there paid, was part. They paid Kylie Jenner and all those models to post pictures. Oh no, them. Yeah, they did. But there was there was like another like set of bloggers and like like social media influencers that that were paid like to go into that whole experience and then to document that and then and then promote it on their fees and stuff like that. But all the like the major models like Bella Hadid, um, that model and actress, what's her name? Oh, Emily Ratajkowski, I think that's her name or something like that. Like they obviously they were paid money. Um, you're talking like models and even socialites and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> and um, that shit was just crazy. But the whole time, all I kept thinking was. How is it that nobody's intuition was like ringing any bells? Like people buy into that. It's like it's just like anything else. It's just like the forex thing that we always talk about and laugh about. It's like all these other YouTube ads, like the whole Ty Lopez and all those things, like forex and like beaches and like Lamborghinis. Because like okay, so I'm before the whole before I even knew what the shit was about. Because I didn't want, like, I was telling my sister, because my sister got a habit of, like, telling me, like, in advance, like, what's this whole documentary is about and stuff like that. I'm the type that like to read people, so I will purposely not read anything about this particular thing or what's it about and try to study the people who, who are, like, the mastermind behind this whole thing. What was that guy's name? Billy? Or- Billy. Billy McFarlane. Yeah. So... I'm reading into this guy and all I kept getting was red flags like psychopath, sociopath, 
like this guy has issues like jazz this guy has major issues he has some type of delusional personality that he you know, himself doesn't think too, about it is when What's he gets that? out on ba- when he gets out on bail he starts that whole second business of selling tickets i saw that what was the name of that hold up big city or city nyc or some shit they were like selling exclusive tickets to like the met gala and like <coughs> concert tickets and like the the grammys and like all these like big events that you could never even get tickets for i think it was but then he had someone else come in and like he was using yeah voice and then all he'd do was like write the script Yep. Um, I think it was something ventures. Um, Comcast Ventures. I think that's the name of it. Or something like that. No, it was something else. It was something else. But yeah, tickets. but the guy I don't know. It was like an email address of getting all these tickets. But he was yeah, and on it... bail. And then the real the real fucked up part about it too was that the people who were initially working behind the scenes on the whole fire event, they were getting emails. Like random emails from from yeah. this particular, and that's how they discovered it. Like that's yeah. how they discovered that he was doing this whole other venture, like unbeknownst to his like <laughs> his original crew. Yeah, and then the other crazy thing is that like that fuck Jerry account was the one that did the social media for it. Right, and look at look how much influence that guy got. I mean, he has like like millions of millions upon millions of followers I don't I don't even know yeah this this guy has like I mean all I in all know. this is a classic <laughs> case, this is just a classic case of listen to your intuition yeah because I was just like, I was like wow too, if it's too good to be true it probably is and that's what I thought, like, the whole time. So, so boom, right? So, right to the point where it's, like, showing how they did the production for for the promo, where they hired Kendall Jenner to do all this, you know, just to post, to make, like, one post for, like, I think it was, like, a half a million dollars for that one post. So, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, so you're doing a fake promo for a festival that's on a private island? And where's the, so where's the logic? Where's the appeal in that? Like, I understand, like, okay, Bahamas is gorgeous. We get that. But a music festival, dude, I mean, and then the one guy, he brought up a really good point, right? Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow. I mean, you look back at the yesteryears of our grandparents and, you know, how they went to musical festivals. And he said, if you look back in the 60s, we had Woodstock. And if anybody that remembers or seen pictures of Woodstock, there wasn't this whole glamour type of appeal to concerts. It was there. You were just going there to to sit on the grass, pretty much. So, you know, sometimes they were, like, sitting in shit just to watch, like, like uh, the Grateful Dead play or... Or even um, Carlos Santana and his band. That was it. There was nothing really like ultra glamorous. But again, it goes back to like appealing to this 
this certain facade where it's like all about like look at me and this whole like glamorous rich appeal and then uh, like totally like realize like the whole thing was just a sham like that uh, I don't know I, I honestly don't know and my thing is is that I don't know anybody that's gonna pay that amount of money to go see a band on a private island when they could see the same band fucking here in the United States for a lot cheaper. Like, I, I don't know what... I don't get it. I really don't. And then what's really funny is that if anybody knows anything about Bahamas, it's very quiet unless you go to Nassau and even then Nassau. But it's very quiet there. It's very peaceful. There's not a lot of things going on. <laughs> so if you're looking for just the concert, that's pretty much all you're gonna get just the whole concert that's it right and what happens when you want to fulfill like other excursions and stuff like that and do other things there's nothing there and i'm talking about in that one particular spot in that island now you go to nassau nassau have all these and uh, freeport and i'm sure either thera all these bigger surrounding islands yeah they got they got so many different like excursions and stuff like that uh, on a massive scale that's going to appeal to that amount of people. But to like bring like a whole shitload of people that were there. And I'm looking at all these people that were stuck in that cabana with those filthy mattresses. That <laughs> that one girl that was hogging up the whole pallet of tissue paper, which I thought was just like, wow. <laughs> All I kept thinking about, seriously, as as I'm watching this, all I kept thinking was, and, and not to sound dark or anything like that, but all I kept thinking was uh, that guy. Um, he's the charismatic um, pastor that back in the 60s that relocated his whole church down to Guyana. What is his name? But he's associated with the whole great Kool-Aid. Like, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Because that guy, he's that oh. cult leader. That's all I kept thinking about as I was watching this shit. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> that's the setup for, like, if he was one of those yeah. that went in that direction, I could totally see that, that being, like, a whole disaster. I mean, seriously. But it just goes to show you, like, how charismatic as sociopathic a person can be to go to that extreme. So I'm looking up the numbers and I'm like, this is a kid. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, 27 years old, it's young and everything, but it's young. Like, especially for somebody that's, you know, clouding around all this money. And all I kept thinking was, how is he financing all this shit? Like, who did he actually talk to? Well, he was so, people. Like he would go back because it would be like whenever we ran out of money, he'd go back to New York and get more money. Yeah, he he's like scamming. He was basically pulling like pulling the wolf over people's eyes, being like, "Oh, look at all these artists that said yes." Oh my god, dude! It was just like it was creepy watching it. It was so creepy. He just he oh his whole energy just rubbed me the wrong way from the jump and. On top of that, oh, oh my god, dude. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm very annoyed with Ja Rule because 
You're not gonna tell me. You're not gonna tell me that you did not see this happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there were so was many so red flags. Like, he wasn't even on the island, really. He was there for the shot, like when they did the promo. But then I was like, pretty much, you didn't really see him. And here's the thing. And that's what I thought initially. Until the Bahamian lady that she lost out on her savings that she had been saving like $50,000. Oh, yeah. And she had to pay, she had to pay off the workers because his dumb ass didn't have any, didn't have any money to pay off these workers. These are people that were working day and night. And I'm sure all they got was chump change from the $50 split. So on video, they show him talking to the lady. This idiot went and tweeted something like he went and either tweeted something or went and commented and said that he never met the lady. Bullshit. You're on video. You're talking to the lady. Like, how the hell are you going to say something like that, dude? Like, check your references for if you honestly don't recall or you don't remember check yourself before you even like make that statement that you didn't know or you didn't speak to that person or anything like that because you're bound to get your ass like checked on and that's exactly what happened and that's why this whole shenanigan with him is coming to the forefront because it's so blatant how many red flags i mean you could just watch the one documentary. Now they're saying that there's another documentary apparently. There's like a part two or something like that. I don't from another perspective. I'm not sure about that. I haven't really investigated. There's but one? yeah, apparently there's another one. Someone made a mention and said that there's another one. Uh but I don't think it's from that I, I think it's from a different filmmaker. I don't think it's the same one. But in any case, okay. um his his argument was that yeah blame the rapper no idiot <laughs> nobody's blaming and nobody's just putting all the blame on you i mean this is this is a fair interaction you both getting the blame as far as i'm concerned because as if i can see it and i'm i'm the one who's standing on the outside and i'm sure there's thousands of people across america and millions of people across the world that who probably seen it already made that perception made that uh statement before beforehand and has seen that so no i don't i he's shit he's getting the blame he he, just as much as this uh this billy guy because yeah because no it's unacceptable billy's billy's in jail yeah billy's in jail this guy John Rue, I don't know where he's at. He's he's on Twitter complaining. Um, I also heard that he's he's trending apparently on um, what's this thing? Uh, everybody goes on to talk shit. Um, the Breakfast Club. So yeah, at this point. Oh, speaking of, I still have to watch the one where still. <laughs> what's that guy's name? Soldier Boy. Yeah, I still had to watch that. I haven't watched it. Uh, he went on there and he like went on blast. Yeah, I have to watch that. I, I do. I really do. But um, I've been meaning to look that up, but I haven't because I've been hearing so much about the whole soldier play. Related to the fire festival? No, or... related to Breakfast Club. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have to watch that. But um, coming back to this guy, um, Daru, yeah, no, he's he's on the shit list with me. Like, no, you don't do shit like that. I'm sorry, you don't. You don't. And uh, but see, they arrested and- Billy for the second activity. Like his, the reason for his arrest is that second company that he started. But you know what's the real fucked up part about this? What? He's going to get off. He's going to get off because the guy is fucking smart and that's the excuse that's going to fly into the whole business industry as to why he would be somebody great for the team in some kind of level, but it's not managerial or director type of position. So he'll probably be one of those that still be working on some kind of creative venture that maybe or maybe we won't hear about on the low, but he'll still have his hand on something and he'll still walk away scot-free. That's the real fucked up part about it. I I honestly feel like that's what's going to happen. Mark my words. It's like, it comes down to the intuition thing because it's like anyone that can read into it is going to know that he's full of shit. Yeah. For sure. And what's scary too is that there's thousands of people like him in the business industry. I mean, so cutthroat that I mean, it's like it's that type of business where it's like you're on your own type of thing and it's just you're fending for yourself the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, whew, yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, and but yeah, this guy why is just, intuition is so important. Yeah, it is so crucial, especially if you're into that. If you really want to get into the whole business concept and stuff like that, yeah, it's good to have that acumen and know how to market and know how to do all this other extracurricular stuff that goes into business. But intuition is definitely going to guide you along the way when you can just shut the shit down and just go within and extract all the pertinent stuff that honestly that's, that's going to help need. you in that. All you really, seriously, like because I, like it's more important than half the other stuff. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, and I mean, how like I'm sure you used it. I've used it, and. It, it seems to be working fucking well right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, intuition, intuition, intuition. We'll probably talk about that all the time because that's like our favorite word. Yeah, I'll just always, everything goes back to it. It sure does. It's so, like, it should be so innate as a collective. Like, everyone should, like, be able to, should be tapping in and taking advantage of that energetic space. Yeah, I think uh, it's like, it's just that constant experience after experience to really teach you, okay, now I trust it. Because I do think at some some level, you do have to get screwed over, or you do have to ignore red flags in order to really trust yourself. Or you had to block people. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm doing a lot. That's just listening to your intuition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm proud of you because that's what we talked about the other time where I told you just to start unfollowing people. No, thank you. I mean, it's uh, 
you know, it was a long time coming, but, you know, I'm coming around to to saying, okay, you know, this is the boundaries, you're not going to cross it. And that was, that was my reaction. You know, instead of having the emotional, regretful <laughs> reaction, I, the action. Is that a word? It's probably not a word. But I, okay, I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah, how we but, do we make up words for real we just we just go with the flow like that's all it doesn't we know. matter what doesn't matter what the fuck comes out of your mouth it's gonna make sense and then with me you never know i'm gonna start ranting or i'm gonna start laughing you never know <laughs> it's like a mixed bag <laughs> gotta keep it interesting though seriously True. gotta keep it interesting I swear, even even after that whole like period, I was watching comedy because I have to diffuse. I think that's the only like that's the one thing about Sagittarius that we're very good at. And I'm not gonna say that like, yo Sagittarius is the shit and we're the bomb and everything, but I noticed that with us, we only get heated for like 15 minutes and then we'll react by finding. And I'm talking about the high, the high vibrating positive Sagittarius, not the low, <laughs> you know, that we have the low versions of ourselves. But when you're in that high vibrational space, like, it's only healthy for you to diffuse by watching something funny or something lighthearted. And that was like my best outlet. I just turned on something I found random on YouTube and started laughing because it's just like, I can't be in that space. Not that negative space. I can't. Yeah. I just, but this whole fire festival, I, dude, I was just like so, I was so surprised, so surprised, and so it, it was just so. Uh, it was the perfect. It was the perfect, perfect, perfect story. To how delusional. <laughs> Social media can be about posting events, about posting this different lifestyle. It's it's all a sham. It it truly is. And well, it's just over glamorized. Yeah, it's just that like oh my god. It is now, girl. Deactivate and um glamorized. glamorized. I like it. But um but yeah, it was just a uh, Damn, I'm gonna need, need a glass of wine now. Like so many people, so many people do that kind of nonsense. Dude, I like ran across so many profiles today. I was like, "What is this shit?" Like, <laughs> get, get off my feed. But um, no, I was going through my explore profile. Uh, you know, low key looking at you know different things and seeing what's trending and all this other craziness. And uh, you know, because I'm always like on the search for like, okay, what I, what should I write about now? Like, what should I, what should I? you know, trigger into and see see what's really flowing in the whole world of wellness. And even on the wellness forefront, you got the whole glamorization going on. And I'm just like, wow, like whatever happened to just being yourself? No, that doesn't I don't know, people don't do that. It was just like Remember back in the days when we used to have the whole picture and you used to like wind 
like wind the, the before you took the next picture was the disposable cameras. Yeah. And then you had all these can you had all these fucking candid pictures that you forgot you took. But then when you yep. went to go develop them at like Walgreens or like Rite Aid, and then you look at the pictures and you look back and you're like, yo, this picture looks dope. But when I took it, I thought it looked like crap. <laughs> or then you had one <laughs> picture where it's just like yeah, this is like shit. Like, what was I thinking taking this picture? <laughs> like, I miss those days. Because you in the picture. Cause, yeah, exactly. Because it was just like, there was so imperfect, but it was something so beautiful about taking those random pictures and not really giving a shit, like, to the extent where, how it is now, where it's just so, like, it's so pervasive. It's just... I don't know. It's just putting too much thought on something that should be candid all the time. I'm candid 24-7. Damn right! Living it up! We're gonna hashtag that. Candid lifestyles. Bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, nobody's perfect, so it's like, why do you try to be perfect? I don't care about being perfect. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll post my random shit, whatever it is. Yeah, because, like, even that's the one thing about I noticed when I started doing these YouTube videos. I started to let my guard down about perfectionism because that was one of the things that, besides my introverted nature and stuff like that, that was one of the things that was preventing me from making videos for the, I'm not going to lie, for, like, the past year because I had the channel since last year. But all I kept thinking, all I kept wanting to do was do, like, the perfect video like the perfect like this and that and this and i was no just like perfect. yeah and then <laughs> when i started like reinventing the wheel and taking over the channel and stuff like that that's why i was just like you know what jazz you need to stop like just chill like just post the damn thing like stop worrying about it like stop thinking so much into it and now that i liberated myself from that mental space of, of wanting this whole perfection dynamic I was like wow it's not so bad like it's really not so hey Google hey Google play middle child by J. Cole (laughs) playing J. Cole on Spotify the song just dropped not this one (laughs) I gotta find the new song. Middle Child, here we go. So wait, hold up. A whole album just dropped or just a single? Just a single. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't remember seeing no... Because I told Brian, I'm like, yeah, that's dropping once it... It's only three minutes. That's it? Why three minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Those are usually the best songs. When they're like three minutes or under. I mean, it can, it can go. It can be like if it's like five minutes or if it's three minutes. Mm-hmm. 
deal with the guy. The thing was again, the game is up balance. The best on my shit. The Bentley is dirty. My sneakers is dirty. But that's how I like it. You roll on my dick. I'm on in my bag. It's hard as a kid. I do not feel tired. I might take a dip. I might hit the cliff, but I'm not with a trip. I ain't coming no dip, but you do what you wish. I roll with some fiends. I love them to death. I got a few here, but not all of them bitches. But good as the bread. My niggas is dope. For good as first love, my niggas ain't shit. That's my next question. That's why I can't quit. Look like LeBron in my niggas. All right, guys. Hey, Google. <laughs> I'm out here pretending that everyone wants to hear the J. Cole latest release. As long as we don't get copyright. <laughs> that's another, that's like a whole nother episode. Copyrights. Did you hear about that, by the way? No. Uh, the whole Fair Use Act on the internet. It, it's like talk? yeah, it, it's it's uh it's a whole episode. I'm just gonna put it that way. It's a whole new episode, and I'll probably touch base on that this Saturday. But um, but yeah, it's something. Oh yeah, it's a whole like it's a whole thing. It's just. Uh... But All I'll right. talk about that well... on Saturday. On our next episode, so be tuned for that. Be sure to follow Soul Guide with Ashton Jazz on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. No doubt. And as always, sending our everybody out there a lot of peace, love, happiness, and so we're out.